Hello everyone, and welcome to Biopedia. For today's episode, I thought I'd carry out a thought experiment. Using some back-of-the-envelope calculations, how many people could our Milky Way galaxy theoretically support? We're going to use some basic assumptions to get a rough answer. These kinds of approximate calculations also occur in the world of biology more generally. For example, I've come across a review paper from 2016 noting that an often quoted number for the amount of bacterial cells in the human gut microbiome originates from just such an approximation from 1972. The point of this exercise is not futurism or trying to imagine what a future reality would look like. If you like, you can imagine some Asimov-style galactic empire, or that there's faster than light travel which seems to require a particle that doesn't exist, and or bending space and time. The main point today for this episode is the thought experiment and the mathematics leading to the answer. First of all, what are we talking about in terms of our geographic scope? The Milky Way galaxy, named for the breast milk the Greek goddess Hera spilled when breastfeeding Heracles, is our home galaxy. The next closest galaxy to us is the Andromeda galaxy, discovered by Simon Marius in 1611 and 2.2 million light-years from us. By contrast, the Large Magellanic Cloud and Small Magellanic Cloud are a mere 163 and 202,000 light-years away, respectively. These clouds are associated with the Milky Way itself. The Milky Way is 100,000 light-years in diameter and 12,000 light-years across at its thickest. Now, the Earth is about 27,000 light-years from the centre, which would make it a little over halfway between the centre and the edge. Incidentally, for those wanting a sense of scale, a light-year is about 9.46 trillion kilometres. Finally, and most relevant for our population mathematics, the Milky Way is estimated to contain somewhere between 100 and 400 billion stars. We're going to ignore brown dwarfs here which have been estimated to be as common as normal stars themselves. As a next step, we'll need to know how many planets there are in the galaxy. We're going to assume, for the purposes of this handwave calculation, that all planets are identical to Earth and they are all equally habitable. This is a simplification, because it ignores the fact that, for example, there are planets orbiting neutron stars. Moreover, there are hypothetical worlds called Chthonians, which are gas giants with all the gas blown off by their stars, which could be a thousand degrees Celsius on the surface. Basically, what I'm saying is, for simplicity's sake, I'm going to assume that we've got identical Earths everywhere, but the examples above show this really isn't the case. To get our magic number for the number of planets in our galaxy, let's work it out based on the number of planets discovered outside our star system so far, and how many stars they orbit. At the time of writing, in July 2023, NASA's website states there are 5,463 confirmed exoplanets, which orbit 4,205 stars. Dividing the number of planets by the number of stars, each star would have, on average, about 1.3 planets. If we use the larger estimate for number of stars in the Milky Way of 400 billion, that gives us about 520 billion planets. Finally, we would need to know how many people live on each planet. For some context for planet Earth here, the world celebrated the Day of 8 Billion on the 15th of November 2022. We went from 1 billion in 1804 to 2 billion in 1927, so a time difference of about 123 years. 
From there, the time needed until the next billion people roughly shrank each time. We needed 33 years to get to 3 billion people in 1960, 14 years until 4 billion, 13 years until 5 billion, a further 11 years until there were 6 billion of us in 1998, and finally we reached 7 billion just 12 years later in 2010. However, 8 billion is not the maximum number of people we could have, just the current number. To see the maximum number of people our planet is expected to have, let's turn to United Nations, or UN, projections. The website Our World in Data lists all the UN projections for the future in terms of population size. Every one of these is based on a scenario with mid-level fertility taken from the UN, according to the site. The most recent projection at the time of writing, namely the 2022 projection, gives a maximum of 10.43 billion people in 2085. I should say, I know that this ignores the fact that we are not living sustainably on Earth as it is currently. For example, the world is undergoing a sixth mass extinction at the moment, although this is debated in one source I found when skipping over some research to touch on this topic. Moreover, Earth Overshoot Day is getting earlier over time. I'll hopefully get back to the concept of Earth Overshoot Day and the Sixth Mass Extinction in later episodes, but basically what I'm saying is, I know the maximum population from a theoretical perspective is not the maximum in terms of sustainability, but this is just a hand wave calculation so this figure will do for now. So now, we have all the components for our final number. 400 billion stars, each with about 1.3 planets, which we've assumed can each support 10.43 billion people. Multiplying all of this together gives us our final figure of, to spell it out to four decimal places, 5.4201 times 10 to the power of 21 people. Put another way, that's five sextillion individuals. Our 8 billion alive today wouldn't even make up a percent of a percent of a percent of this number. Bear in mind as well, this doesn't even consider the total number of people the galaxy could ever support, so with births and deaths over time. This is just a hypothetical snapshot of people who could be alive at any one given moment on the surface of all these planets. So basically, compared to the number of people alive today, it's a staggeringly huge number. As noted by a video on YouTube by the channel Kurzgesagt, numbers like these also have moral implications for our future, i.e. what we do now affects the huge number of people who could be born in the future so we have a moral obligation to make the right decision for them as well as for us. These are the thoughts I'll leave it on for today. Thank you for listening. This episode was a bit of a random thought experiment. However, I hope it might prove to be a bit of an appetizer for the field of astrobiology if I ever dive into it on this show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions for future episodes, feel free to contact me at the show's email address. And until next time, have a great week, everyone.